guys, welcome to the No Fly List, where we talk about being brown in America. I'm Athir. And I'm Layla. And today we have comedian and writer, actress, Roxanne Zode. Hello. Hello. Yeah. We were just talking, I was like, how do I pronounce your name? Because, uh, you know, you, you have the, the Persian accent and I, mm-hmm. I have to take the Arab aggressive Zode. People <laughs> think it's the same accent. Yeah, it's not. I don't it's know how to do all. the Persian it's accent at all. Can't do an Arab accent at all. Just, just do a more aggressive Persian one. <laughs> you all. say it, and then you're like, just go back farther in your throat. Just, <laughs> I don't know why I decided to take a bite of chips right now. <laughs> that was say, the like, dumbest why would you thing ever. That I totally that. forgot that there are people listening. <laughs> Sorry, no one person no. looking at you. Um, what I was gonna say is just. To you say can, that you Arab- can finish your, okay. your snack before you proceed. So okay. What I was gonna say is just do the Iranian accent, like holding like a gun or something really aggressive that makes you feel <laughs> makes you feel like Yo! really strong. Yeah. <laughs> and then do the Arab accent. Arab? Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> You're like, this is a trap. <laughs> this is a trap. Uh, no, 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 no. I know. I needed your person. Tell me accent. a word. To tell, say. tell you a word. Um, it's like we're playing racist charades. <laughs> is it racist though if we both share uh, the same letters of the alphabet? <laughs> well, yes, you guys have extra ones, is. yeah. <laughs> Spanish you and guys English. Have extra ones, I thought. I thought it was you. You're extra. No, you guys have a dot on the aim. Yeah, but you guys have like three dots. That's on, another like, a letter. Different letters. That's a different thing. We don't have that. Oh well, I'm sorry. <laughs> but they, <laughs> they have like a ya yeah with, with that has three dots, and then they have like a you know no, it's a. Okay, whatever. You have things that have three dots. Guys, welcome to Rosetta Stone, <laughs> no fly list version. Uh, you will not learn anything. Nope. Except we don't know. how to pronounce Roxanne's name. Um, so you were just saying what people say. What? 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 Did so I say what? Wrong? No, no. Did I say say it wrong? You said so, and I was excited. I was going to say so. What does it mean in, in, oh, in Farsi? It's uh, something. Okay. Well, Roxanne and Roxanne are two different things. Mm-hmm. And one means like a beautiful profile, which is Ooh. Like your maybe offensive. Profile? No, like your <laughs> like the side of your face. Um, I don't think they had Facebook in the ancient Persian times. And then... The Facebook. <laughs> is that, my, is that your Italian. Persian? Persian. The Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. And then another one means like light, like in a holy way. But I don't know which like is noir? which. Yeah, like Kinda. a noir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't know That's which is... That's what Phoebe means too. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. my first name. Yeah. Interesting. So what do your parents call you? Rokhsane. Rokhsane. My That's so cute. Aunt calls me Rohi. I hate it. Rohi. Oh my god, my dad calls me that. Yo Rohi. Oh Rohi. Oh yeah, it means my soul. Oh, now it's nice. That's I thought it was ugly. Yeah. yeah, you're like that bitch. Oh, <laughs> she loves me. <laughs> you never know. Uh, so Ro- Roxanne and I work together on passport control on the breakdown. We've had some past guests from the writers' room. So mm. yes, you might know Mehdi. Oh, heard of him. He's her. also Persian. Are you related? We all know Coming each other, yeah. and we all are brothers and Ooh. sisters. Do people think that you're like? Where do people think you're from? I I doubt Greece. anybody would ever think Iranian. Do you get Armenian? I get Armenian. Yeah. Oh, people don't Greek. really know. Yeah, Greek. I've gotten Greek because of my name, Athir. They're like, I didn't know that. Was the A T H. They immediately think it's like Athena, oh. or Althea, oh. or I get different. Very people named Althea. Oh yeah. Oh my god! Like, look how much oh, I know. Yeah. I yeah, oh yeah, I've come across many Althea's in my day. Many? 
<laughs> I've seen it a lot enough. Maybe because I've been called that, that now I notice when someone else, or Probably. when I'm reading something and there's an Althea. Interesting. Yeah. Gross. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I get Just Italian. <laughs> yeah. I, I get can see that. I could South see. some random South American countries, Puerto Rican. Mm, mm. Yeah, could see that too. Um, Colombian ones, which I don't. That's crazy. It's so funny because all these places also have very diverse looking people. Yeah, exactly. They could be really, really light or much darker and like saying anything. It could be anybody. Mm. It could be anything. So you can't really pinpoint a certain look with any of these. Do you ever get Turkish? I get yeah. Turkish a lot too. Indian, which is, I think, silly, but all those are kind of That silly. is really silly, but I could see it from like your hair, like your your hair texture. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's straight. <laughs> any arab I'm country you're just from not white yes um, a lot of that that's a good place uh, morocco no. morocco really like like algerian like you know there's really mm-hmm. light Moroccans like the really white rich. although they're not really white I was they're white say, like, algerian white Mor- mm-hmm. yeah they're white I everything think more white algerians than white moroccans but i am mm-hmm. making that statistic up i i believe it yeah i believe it i'm not even gonna double check it you guys get indian too i assume <laughs> i get indian solely nothing else <laughs> it's it's the most common one it's like Do oh you you're get indian yeah like but they're all white people who have no idea yeah. they're just like you're you know yeah because it's the only brown ish thing yeah. they know that's not like south american yeah i i don't think i've ever in my life gotten what? palestinian i don't oh, think that palestinian. ever even like, <laughs> that, even when i tell people what that is they don't know what yeah oh that's yeah. I People mean, how many times do you get Pakistan? Pakis- yeah, yeah. I or as a Pakistan. <laughs> That's an Alabama thing, I think. <laughs> Even it New York. To me in LA. It's happened in New York. No, the, the accent. No, oh. the accent. Yeah. Pakistan. No, I, that was a British accent. Pakistan. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, can you tell? Um, huh? Interesting. <laughs> we've been talking. Okay, we've been talking for a long time. I have to say, I'm kind of at a loss for words. So we we should talk maybe we were we've been this is at the tail end of our meeting we had like a two hour meeting we didn't about, know we had a secret club meeting we had a secret no club. one can know what it was about. okay okay we had a secret club meeting or did we uh it didn't, happen. It didn't happen it's not real it was us and a few other brown girls cool. working on something but you don't know but you don't know but look out for it in case it comes out <laughs> you won't know what it looks like because you don't know about it. <laughs> oh. We were talking also uh, just while Layla was setting up the mics how like till today it's like hard to dress like you have to dress a certain way in front of Mm. your parents and how like awkward it is if you like wear something like short or whatever like told this day like I can't wear like shorts in front of my dad or something or like Mm -hmm. when I go back to Alabama I'm like dressed like a nun and like (laughs) I don't know where do your parents live did they like um, raise you religious or yeah it's it's weird for Iranians because it's kind of not as clear as some other like I feel like you meet Pakistanis and they're a little more devout but Iranians mm. have a really strange relationship with Iran just because politically right yeah. now it's so awful and we don't have I think as much pride as like Palestinians do which is kind of unfortunate or a lot of other Arab countries so Iranians are not religious for the most part that's what I yeah that's what I've like yeah. come across I feel like most of the Iranians I've met are pretty secular and even yeah. like not just our generation the parents that's oh, what was yeah. surprising to me yeah. like I get our generation of like Arabs for mm-hmm. example of being more secular but like all our parents are pretty conservative and traditional yeah I think it's just because our government right now is dealing with that 
the, I mean, you have to wear a hijab in Iran. It's yeah. legally required. Um, so a lot of the people there in their ways of protest have had like secret parties, have watched Western films. And so they really hate Islam because they connect it to the yeah. oppressive government. Right. Rather than seeing it as a separate thing that could be so beneficial. So they're rebelling again. But yeah. why aren't, I, I guess in that sense like Saudi Arabians the same way or maybe some of them are maybe they come here and they're like uh fuck that well because also Saudi Arabians the thing is they look for any chance to party that they can Mm. like they sneak alcohol in and Mm. from like yeah you can live yeah you can live in Saudi and still like party and drink you just have to be like super sneaky about it but like I know people that would send their like houseboys to get like to cross the border sneak alcohol back in and they would get like fired and deported oh my god it's really messed up that's terrible wow I don't recommend Saudi Arabia yeah don't go unless you get paid a lot of money diggle I'm just kidding I don't know (laughs) (laughs) well yeah they're actually really prosperous like they there's that's a wealthy nation Mm -hmm. and Iran right now is suffering especially with all the Trump stuff suffering so much economically that there's this extra layer of Iranians want to be American they want to like leave Iran they want to so there's I think there's an extra layer of like we hate our yeah where we grew up and that's you want to distance yourself from that from the oppressive regime but at the same time I do feel that Iranians are like proud people and yeah. proud about being Iranian maybe they didn't necessarily don't necessarily feel like oh I need to be Muslim mm-hmm. in order to be that but at least they're maybe they're more nationalistic yeah than religious in the pre-79 Iran I think everyone's yeah. really like reminiscent and proud of yeah. that yeah. Iran yeah for sure have you been I have ah, I've been a few times when did you go oh oh it was like 2012 and then we used to go every two years okay my parents wanted to go this year and I was like no oh. yeah seriously <laughs> do you still don't have family go. there Every single family member yeah. is there. Really? Yeah, we don't have anyone. Oh my god, you don't have aunts, uncles, Nothing. or cousins. They're here? all there. Oh my god, Which how do they feel about being there? It's tough right now. Like milk is very like basic foods are like insanely expensive. People are suffering a lot right oh. now. It's very because of the tariffs and all the the denuclearization and all the like punishments Trump's trying to put on Iran. Yeah. yeah. So everything's become super, super, super expensive. It's tough. Oh. They don't think of, like, moving to America? They can't. How are yeah, they going to... So I mean, literally, legally, the Muslim ban, they can't. Yeah. But even before the Muslim ban, it was nearly impossible without... I guess before, like, they didn't think to they wanted with to. your parents or something. Oh, that... My dad immigrated before 79, which is a different world altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Iran wasn't mine too. My, my parents immigrated in the early 70s. It was different. so different. Yeah. It was very easy back then, apparently. So yeah. easy. Like, anyone could get a green card, almost. Like, the process wasn't as hard as it is i mean now it's like almost impossible it's crazy yeah well free run literally but um yeah we have cousins i have young cousins who all wish they could come live in america and they kind of in a way i think they over exaggerate how awesome america and the west is and they kind of see it as this ticket to freedom and obviously we know do they think it's like shaws of sunset i don't (laughs) know what that show that show's wild okay i've watched that's like my guilty pleasure i don't have cable but whenever i go to the gym or if i'm traveling and i'm in a hotel and they have bravo i'm like yes shaws of sunset does it have no i haven't seen it but does did you ever watch uh i forget what it was called like rich kids of beverly hills no, so well, there was an like a super rich Iranian of girl in it named Roxanne. Oh goodness, oh. And, um, it was me. And she was, was like, you. actually, I have to say, that show rotted my brain. Everyone <laughs> on it was like the worst, and you just wanted to like mm. hang yourself from having to listen to them talk. But Roxanne was chill. She was like, <laughs> she was a lot quieter. Like she probably had some questionable like life choices. But other than that, you were Definitely. just like okay. Yeah, I feel like Shaws of Sunset. 
It's kind of like in the same vein as the Kardashians. Oh, yeah, like, but it's fun to watch, it's and so they're fun. so beautiful. I think like Iranian oh, women yeah, are so pretty. Yeah, that's the thing. Iranian women are so beautiful. Oh, like thank even right you. now, I love you see women. The men, you're like the, but men? the men. You know I what? Know. <laughs> I totally agree. With I mean, you. I don't know if they're beautiful. They probably are. Nah, but. Mehdi's There's beautiful. a lot of Mehdi is beautiful. Yes, Shout out Mehdi. <laughs> you are a pretty Iranian man. No, um, yeah. I think they groom themselves. Well, I th- yeah, that, they that's, groom. that's the, the thing. It's, like, it's the over grooming. <laughs> what do you think about that? Which do you like your so men groomed? Funny. Oh, yeah. you're saying like their chests and stuff? No, no. Oh, just, like, like eyebrows, 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 they do their eyebrows, like their hair, like, like their edges. I mean, if we have to do it, y'all do it too. Yeah, that's true. I guess I like it to a point. No, I agree. I actually don't like. It, it's when it's overdone it's not when yeah, it's overdone it's, it just looks a little ridiculous yeah. it looks ridiculous you can tell and it's and like, the way yeah. they dress i mean i guess they have to obviously like for the show they have to be like all yeah, out kind of, of course they're, they're definitely playing it up but it's so entertaining it's so entertaining and they all have types one's like the hippie and then one's like yeah gg's like the it's like hot, the crazy angry one yeah. the hot angry one the crazy yeah. angry one or something how did how are they all so rich well fun question um well you have to think about like immigration policy as a whole and mm-hmm. i only know this because my friend did like her thesis on this on I the do, shahs of sunset oh no on like immigration <laughs> policy to asian okay. americans in yeah. general but great idea nice pitch um I mean, you. you think about even just like the idea of the model minority, the people that come here have to be of a certain caliber to even yeah. get in. My mom was a doctor and she wanted to do a residency here. I mean, you have to. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to get in, especially Iranians. I feel like the bar is yeah. so high. But, uh, they, only, it, they only let you in if you have like a special, not a s- only let you in, but like often one of the criteria to get immigration passed is if you have like a special skill that's why they're like of course we let in too many unskilled workers yeah. and we don't need that many but also immigrants are really hardworking and entrepreneurs and i i think like mm-hmm. i don't know what their parents did on the show but they all like they were like real estate agents and of god course. knows what and it seems like they were all like business owners and things like that so i feel like yeah. Even if um, Iranians or other immigrants don't necessarily have like professional careers, I think they come here and it's just so much more pressure to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't leave your country and your home and your family mm-hmm. and and break out of an oppressive oppressive regime so that you could you know like fuck around for and whatever, get a reality and, find, and find yourself <laughs> and, get, <laughs> and whatever whatever that is. But it's true. There's this extra pressure for us. And yeah. we all feel like the need to pursue these things because we don't want to let our... And also our parents don't understand it for that reason. Mm-hmm. I literally had this conversation with my mom where she was like, man, I didn't even have the op... Like, we even talked about this. Like, mm-hmm. growing up, we didn't see art as an option or anything right. humanities related as an option. It was not for us. No, no. It we have exist. to stick to the safe path because I can imagine because they already took the risk to come here. And it's, it's risky, wh- yeah. It is risky. Why would you then... Uh, study or try to pursue a, a creative career that's so unstable it's like in yeah. their mind it makes sense to me it does I and I used to have a lot of hate about it as a kid and I totally get it now of course like yeah. I don't even know what it's like to come here and my mom didn't know English you know the story we all yeah. kind of share where she had to like be a resident and learn English at the oh same my time God. and like raise me here learn medicine and the entire <laughs> English language all yeah in one so I get that she's like but I just want you to be stable and yeah. she's never pushed like anything specifically too hard on me thankfully but She's always worried about my stability, and that worry rubs off, of, yeah, course. of course. Wait, aren't you studying something medical? I am. What, you, oh, my God. I study bioethics. Wow. What is, what is that exactly? It's a study of, like, medical ethics, um, looking at ethics 
uh, protocol in terms of research, mm-hmm. practice, um, any kind of sphere that has any sort of medicine in it. Law, philosophy. Did you read that? Do you remember that story that came out like a year ago, maybe a few years ago, about a guy that had tattooed on his chest, do not resuscitate. Oof. And then the do- he had a heart attack and the, ho- the doctors like did resuscitate <gasps> him. And then he sued because he was like, that was my like written contract or Oof. something to not do. That was my DNR. But oh it wasn't my God. Like, so, then there's this whole, so he wasn't yeah. happy that he was resuscitated? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of like it's common to sign a DNR. Yeah. Um, it's not common to tattoo, to tattoo it. it. Why didn't yourself? he sign it? Yeah. Why didn't he get it tattooed? Why didn't he sign it? it officially at the hospital? I think, I, I don't know the details. He should have just gone illegal. Maybe, he, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> it's a weird that's way to weird. go about it. That's well, weird was, to feel so was, strongly about it, to tattoo it on your body. He was somewhere, like, he wasn't in the hospital when it happened. No. And I feel like even if you had one, how would people know? Like, if you if I had if I have a DNR right now, somewhere. They like need to ask lawyer. your legal medical proxy. You have to set up. But if they fix you, if, if they fix you, if they, like, <laughs> save your life, like, the paramedic come, like, comes through the store, does CPR on me, brings me back to life, mm. then... Like, there's this whole question of, like, when do you put the care on the person? Is it after you've confirmed that they want to be mm-hmm. saved? Or do you just do what, you know, mm-hmm. you're I mean, to do? I'd be thankful if they resuscitated me and I didn't have any, like, lasting damages. I'd be like, oh, fuck this DNR. I'm getting this tattoo removed. But. <laughs> <laughs> or just, right, just kidding. Or, yeah, just kidding. What if it was written, like, really small letters or in the back? <laughs> and they're like, no, the back says JK. You got to flip me over. That's the disclaimer. So that's made, have you come across that? Ta- oh, yeah. A, a tattoo DNR? Tattooed, yeah. No, I, that's a tough one, though, because that's not official. And who knows? That like, should be your thesis. <laughs> well, that's that's the question is, like, what what constitutes a contract? And I think it varies a lot by state. Like, in some places, a napkin, like some states. Really? If you write something on a napkin and someone signs it, that counts as a contract. In other states, it has mm. to be notarized, right? Right. So it's a big, it's a big question. Hmm. You always have to set a proxy. Everyone should go home and talk about what they want when they die. And they should. I, this is, sounds like a joke, but I'm serious. No, no. And set a proxy and say, these are what I would want. Or s- find someone who knows you very well and have those discussions. And we talked oh, a lot yeah. about those things. Yeah. Because have a DNR in your chest just sounds like a, like a punk band or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That, that could be anything, honestly. And if you're trying to say someone, I don't think you're like lo- like necessarily exactly. looking. That's the whole thing is like you don't you. They're trained. Did to he say, win that lawsuit? Do you know? I don't remember. Because I'm like, was that really uphold in court? It, again, it really depends on the state, and it depends on your lawyer. Yeah. And how good your lawyer is. That's crazy. So yeah. what made you want to uh, study bioethics? Yeah, I actually worked in Tanzania for a few months in 2016 and in a hospital. Wow. Um, and I was really interested in the fact that I worked at this hospital that served mostly the black Tanzanian patients and then like two miles away was this really white nice hospital mm-hmm. and all the doctors were Chinese there no way it's so interesting really? and odd and then I like moved to New York and I was like oh this happens here like in Bedstuy, there's a horrible hospital and then in Williamsburg and oh then Lower East Side. I know yeah, I worked in East Flatbush at King's County Hospital Ooh. and really? I worked at I New York Presbyterian that. and Different. I was <laughs> alarmed at the this disparity in medical care that i worked on a story a few years ago about trauma deserts in chicago how like not every hospital can handle gunshot wounds but Mm -hmm. gunshot wounds tend to happen geographically in Mm -hmm. certain neighborhoods Mm -hmm. in all cities but especially in chicago um and the whole thing was that uh, a lot of the gun deaths in chicago were preventable in that it could be like you got shot in the arm and if you were able to get to a hospital in like 10 20 minutes you might be able Mm -hmm. to be saved but it would take like upwards of an hour to get people to the hospital and they would just bleed out. 
Oh that's my god! Yeah, it, it is that's really horrific. horrible. And when we did the story, which this was like two or three years ago, they were like, "Oh, we're built like Chicago, like the city was like we're building a hospital on the south side in in this year." And I don't know if they ended up doing it, but Ugh. something tells me probably not. Yeah, I mean, people of color in lower income people just have horrible, horrible health outcomes, and it just is funny and to me. Horrible <laughs> health care and health insurance, yeah, of course. It's it's horrific and nobody cares and that really bothered me um especially because everyone's obsessed with like CRISPR and like these gene editing like what are we gonna do when people can mm-hmm. edit to their genes and it's like there's what do problems you think of, where does that fall um into like the bioethics like what what are the so i'm talking sure that's a big topic it is it's super sexy right now because yeah. CRISPR, which is the gene editing technology just kind of blew up like in the last five years it's, it's like super fast mm-hmm. the way it blew up and essentially, it's just a very easy way to edit your genes in, in a very clean way that never existed before. And people are like, well, this make designer babies. And yeah. oh my God. which is like totally scary. But I, I was more like the only thing that'll do is make the already existing racism towards people of color's care just worse. Yeah. We're just going to give rich white people that technology to use it. And then why don't we start addressing the racism that's happening every day to people of color patients? Even after 9-11, there's some work on to Muslim patients, the racism they experience Mm -hmm. in the hospital care. And like we're just because white people don't want to worry about that. They want to worry about like the sexy problems and make themselves feel better about like this crazy technology and Gattaca and whatever. Oh, my God. That's crazy. So what do you want to do with like with your degree? Do you want to stay in it? Do you want to work in comedy and writing? I want to work in comedy, but I'm. I originally did want to work in medicine and I still made down in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want to use it to tell those stories is kind of the direction I've been taking it into Yeah, because it's really important. And I think there's interesting ways to talk about it that people don't. Maybe you could incorporate it into like a one woman show or something or Honestly, incorporate it into comedy. Well, I would it's love such to. such an interesting topic by itself. If you could also make it funny, it's yeah. like unstoppable, I think. Oh, and that's a you are unstoppable oh we're all unstoppable <laughs> Girls, no, just we're you. <laughs> yeah we are very stoppable <laughs> i'm stopped right now actually did, did your parents uh like push you to go one way or the other were they like excited that you were like um going towards the medical field or it's confusing to them yeah. i don't think they even understand it i'm sure you guys know this all together of like Physically, they do not understand what it means to work in television. I think they just yeah. see TV or, like, see something on the internet. And to them, it just appeared. Yeah. It's not clear. Like, there's teams of people. they don't think it takes people. a lot of work and that, you know. Or has value. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom said that. She's like, anybody can just make a show, but, like, how many people can treat people? And I was like, that's not how that works. No. <laughs> it's really hard to get a TV show. Yeah. There's no clear-cut path. Also, unlike in medicine or professional careers, there's no mm-hmm. blueprint for getting a TV show. And it's not really, it's not merit-based the way no. that a lot of technical jobs are. And I'm sure there's still yeah, definitely internal politics yeah. and in doctorhood or there whatever, is <laughs> um that effect like the best people don't always move forward as quickly however yeah. at, at least it's like if you mess up in that job mm-hmm. people will notice and you won't go as far if you mess up in any of like i know several white men 
who have messed up huge in their careers, made giant mistakes that to any woman, any person of color of would course. be career-ending mistakes. Name names. Let's get their I career know. ended. <laughs> I can't because I, I need them as, as contacts. <laughs> They're my references. Ahead, like a thousand percent. But it's like, know, yeah, it just doesn't matter. Like they, they are able to continue their careers as if those things never happened. Oh, and, gosh. I wish it didn't happen in academia, but it totally oh, does. Oh, yeah. I, I just all, all these recently. papers yeah. came out about how research is actually a huge breeding ground for sexual yes. assault. I one of my because I work really? on an academic it's study, so... and the people I work with are all like statisticians, and I had no idea that that existed in like the math world, right? Like we know it's Absolutely. in media, and we know it's in like a lot of these. Are they like things. incels? Is that <laughs> <laughs> it's even now it makes sense. Yeah. What they told me, which I don't know if you can like attest to this, Roxanne, but they were like there are celebrities in like mm-hmm. the mathematical world, so mm-hmm. there are like wow. you know they they're put like there are these men that are in positions to take advantage of young women or or young men and they do and mm-hmm. it's like there are scandals it's That's so crazy up. but the school will not yeah, come they after won't do them anything even if yeah. like a no. bunch like i feel like larry nassar is oh, a yeah, really good example of that person. think of how many like yeah but he was the doctor college yeah, yeah exactly mm. like like academic institutions they won't touch as that. bad as like corporations. Definitely. Yeah. Oh my god. Wanna, Do you guys remember? So wanna. I I worked in research. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, did not get sexually harassed. I didn't work on the data side because I, I worked the nutrition actually like, con- uh, like I had more like patient contact mm. but anyway it was at Columbia and do you remember that story like a few years ago of the student at Columbia who got raped by another student and she mm. walked around yes. carrying a mattress over her, her yeah. yeah so I don't think the university like acknowledged or did anything I mean there was a story about it I don't know what the end result was but I know if she did get attention from the university it was really hard and I think they just um, find it easier to kind of look away or brush it under. Oh yeah, like, we've had under this the discussion with yeah. one of my professors actually, who works in anthropology and won't name names. <laughs> name names. But he no, he's he's amazing, and he said, I know for a fact that if the school wanted to collect the data on sexual assault, they could, and if they wanted to do something, they could, and they are choosing not to because to collect that data would be an admission of fault, and yeah. they don't want it to come out that they have let this happen. Right. So we're at this stalemate where too, everybody's too scared to do something. They don't want the blame on them. But I truly think if one, like even Ivy League or just even t- mid-tier school did it, everyone would have to follow suit because yeah. you just need one. Like if that became the standard. Nobody wants yeah. to be the first to do that. That's so fucked We up. need some female deans in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some female deanettes. conversation has gotten, <laughs> gotten so totally serious, off, okay. what I, Yeah. Not off topic, but like what, so serious. I know, I know. Well, what I want to talk about was like, also kind of like the the different we we're talking about like the religious spectrum like because i feel like um the iranians i've met at least are more feels like they're more spiritual and not so much as like i don't know it's not as like mechanical they don't just like follow mm-hmm. the like this is how it should be and like i feel like it, it does right. feel more loving like my i remember like one of my um bosses was like indian and sufi and like i was mm. like i really understand like this makes so much more sense to me oh. it almost feels like combining like Buddhism with with Islam in my oh yeah do you feel I don't know I, I mean, that's how I explain it to really? people when I first meet them because they a lot of people have no idea it exists yeah <laughs> but yeah definitely and I think Iranians are in a position to do that because Sufism is like banned in Iran like you can't have Sufi really? mosques or learning centers and so the school I go to actually was like ousted out of Iran so they have centers wow. in Europe and the U.S. because they can't have them there yeah so there's this ever, extra level of questioning of like why are these Muslim institutions so afraid of it yeah what what are they afraid like i guess you 
I don't I know. think they just want to be like the number one. Like it's like the Pope, right? You want to be the number right. one. And I want everyone the, to follow yeah. your version blindly. of the religion blindly you and don't not want think about. To question it. But if you say, "Oh, you're empowered to have your own version of God mm-hmm. and have a relationship with God and get to know Him through yourself," and you don't need this person, that's a threat to their power. That's true. That's very true. Um, did your parents like raise you religious at all? Were they religious? They're pretty. My mother is Shia, like very traditional Shia, like. During Ramadan, she's like, you can't go under the water because then your fast will be broken. Like, all these, to me, I don't want to diss her. But, like, kind of silly, like, yeah. the, you know, not the painting your nails. Stuff. Don't yeah. paint your nails. Right. Don't, like, little weird things that I'm like, where did you get? It seems just so specific and odd. I don't understand where you got it. Yeah. So, I find her to be, like, very traditionalist, mm-hmm. which has its place, I suppose. My dad actually was... He's a Sufi and he, I think, had a very contentious relationship with Islam for a long time Mm -hmm. and then found Sufism. He didn't really pray. He wasn't really into it. But after he found Sufism, he became really involved in that aspect of Islam. So are there like, you know, how like Islam has like the the pillars and whatever, like are there like certain pillars uh, in Sufism? It's the same basic ideas. Is it like a spinoff of Islam basically? Yeah. Like like a a more spiritual Buddhist almost yeah yeah it's like the side character in islam when he made his own tv show (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's like the underdog we're all like rooting for yeah i don't know about that part or no one's rooting for i'm rooting rooting for for muslims in general the cool little brother of islam maybe perhaps i don't know or the the cousin that nobody talks about the yeah it's so weird to think that nobody talks about it because i worked on a show that had a huge like sufism segment so i talked about it so much for really? so many months that oh. i'm like oh my god Tell that's us. one and then two i know a few people um who are also sufi and danny danny has been going has been going through this like um spirituality oh. journey <laughs> so he's been trying all these different um religions it's just trying he's just yeah he's like i just want to see what it's like he's like he's finding himself right he's finding oh himself. my god and that's he hilarious. went to with uh one of our friends who's who's sufi and goes to like sufi i don't know what you'd call it sufi temple temple i don't know it was, but it it was called very a school but like uh, every yeah, exactly. sufi, there's so many different types of mm-hmm. sufis too they all have probably have a name so he yeah. did that and he did like a meditation with these people how was know. it he really liked it is I the medit- and this is going to sound so ignorant like no. the spinning like the dervishes like that's the like an what aspect that? okay I, that's not something we do but I, that's I think a Turkish Sufi thing yeah. oh okay where they spin because it's like meditative where you like dance yeah. or spin and like you I don't know but now when you go to Turkey apparently this white woman told me when I told her I was Sufi that you can just pay them like ten bucks and watch them dance so I think now oh, it's like it's a like, tourist yeah, oh, now it's, oh it's my god <laughs> that's so that, ridiculous the show that I worked on was in Turkey awesome. and oh, cool. we were doing like Sufism in Turkey turkey anyway okay. and a huge thing we had a uh, had trouble finding was authentic like sufi oh, temples wow. or sufi schools all like any like sufi whirling dervish thing it's always a tourist trap and oh, we yeah. thought about going to the specific city in turkey where it originated which is not cool. Istanbul; it's like further mm-hmm. east um, but it was just like it wasn't in our budget and we couldn't do it. But it, it's like we our fixer would tell us, like, listen, you're not going to find like an authentic whirling dervish. Wow. You're going to find like, you know, people maybe mm-hmm. and maybe they are like right. sort of somewhat practicing like they believe the tenants. But that's not why they're doing the whirling dervish. They're doing that to make their performance. It's a they're money like, thing. Exactly. Wow. And so the theater odd. we went to was like it was like 
yeah, it was like a. It's so weird. So, yeah. what's the prayer like for you? Is it is it traditional like Muslim like prostration? Yeah. Is that was called when you like pro- prostrate? It's a weird yeah. word, but that is the word, right? That is it's the word. I'm like, I feel like I'm un- saying the, wor- the wrong word. It sounds uncomfortable. It sounds, it sounds like, like sexual or prostrate. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like prostate. Prostate. Yes, Pro- it's prostrate. prostrate. <laughs> There's an extra R. It's like prostate, but it is. prostrate. Uh, yeah, it's similar. It's the same idea, but Sufism really emphasizes like that instead of just having a belief, it's more of a process, and it's more of a commitment to like trying to understand Islam for yourself. Yeah. So the the prayers are kind of meditative for you to kind of like quiet down mm-hmm. your mind and things that in your daily life that to be honest mm-hmm. are like kind of silly which I think we all can agree yeah, like yeah. the yeah. things we worry about yeah. and to be like you know we all die and there if you believe in God or not or nature or whatever it is there's a greater something right and to just quiet down your inner, that inner those, voice those yeah. voices and just concentrate on what God or yeah. the greater power whatever you call it so are their prayers different from like are they from the Quran or are they yeah, different it's the same prayers thing, but they're more like the emphasis we're taught is like more like about meditation and to be focused on your prayer use it as like reciting the words to like quiet everything else uh, yeah sense. and I'm, it's so weird but that only occurred to me like a few months ago um, because I've also kind of, you know, I was a practicing what Muslim. What only occurred to you? Um, <laughs> well, so I was practicing Muslim and I prayed and all of that and it yeah. became very like automated. And then I stopped praying like for, it's been like over 10 years now. And then it just hit me. It was like, oh my God, like prayer. It, when I started meditating, like using an app and just repeating oh, yeah. like words or listen. And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh it's my God, that's prayer what it is. is. Prayer meditation. is a yeah. form of meditation. And I, if I if I interpreted it that way, if it was taught to me that way in the beginning, mm-hmm. I think I would have still probably stayed because like, I would have seen value in it. I would. Exactly. Yeah, it feels so weird to be like it, it just didn't make sense to me. Like God is enforcing you to pray to him or mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. would God it is. need like our a, prayers? It's like a negative interpretation it is, of the same thing. Because I feel oh, like yeah. from the outside, what I, how I've interpreted, interpreted Sufism is that they treat prayer like meditation and meditation mm-hmm. itself is meant yes. in, at least in a spiritual way is meant to connect like the con- conscious and unconscious world right. so in that way you get closer to god because you're further away from like earthly yeah like yeah. concerns and that makes like that. so much more sense to me oh honestly. it's so great it yeah. really does and maybe it's something i really should look more into and it because it, i've kind of been feeling maybe a little like danny like should i be more like leaning towards one way or the other like spiritual i think it's because like i went to islamic school for like a oh, year i was yeah. taught like all these like horrible th- and like, i'm just that i was taught in a bad way like yeah. maybe the message the message probably could have been like delivered differently it wasn't yeah, the message right. itself mm-hmm. it was the way it was taught to me and it was like by fear right you're either gonna I, help i think ugh, that's true with any religion yeah too. oh true. a lot of them for a sure. lot of them so it, it definitely like caused me to have this riff with the religion maybe like your dad how did your dad like like come upon like being more Sufi or yeah he said he had the similar thing of like he just felt his prayers were kind of just like an automated thing that he had to do didn't understand why and his family's all kind of like that of we don't do it because why and then um he just kind of like stumbled upon it somehow and he when he heard the Sufi lecture he was like this is what I was I was really trying to find like what if mm-hmm. there was a meaning for something yeah this was it so like, it resonated with him it after did. he just came across so are the prayers like do you also like face Mecca or like yeah we do all the same ra- thing okay what's the biggest like 
distinguishing factor would you say do you know between like traditional uh, Islam whether Sunni mm. or Shia and uh, and Sufism I think we talk a lot I think this is a problem in all religions and Islam of like confusing culture and yes. religion yes. yeah and I think Sufism asks you to discover what religion is and try to ignore the cultural aspect mm. of it like completely let go of what you think right God or Islam or whatever it is and try to find for yourself what those things are rather yeah. than listening to someone someone tell you or just accepting things like yeah. questioning those things yeah so I think that's the distinction not to like put down any other thing yeah. if that sounds like what I was saying um and I like it because you don't have to like convert like people have asked our teachers they're like oh do i need to come in like and, if like, i'm muslim or even if anything, i'm not muslim yeah we've had christians just come in and listen wow. and no one says like you need to convert i want to go Lily, we should go for real do we have, you yeah they have open houses and stuff that's an irrelevant thing but yeah we have a bunch of events and whatever here in the city it's in jersey okay. we're in jersey why. that's really good for podcasts yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i don't know not like jersey sounds i'm only hearing the sounds through this i was like what is Oh, I'm, so I'm saying it with my mind. No, it's in Nutley. We have a center there, and there's a beautiful one in DC. If everyone's anyone's ever in DC, we have a big center there. Yeah, we have wow. like open houses there, and that one I like a lot more because it's big. But yeah, I have a, I have a stupid question. Uh, I'm ready. Such excited. Because I honestly, no I feel like questions only just stupid. Only stupid people. people. Only stupid people. I, I'm a stupid person, and I have a question, <laughs> so by default, it's stupid. No, no. Um, and I feel like. I, as a Muslim, I should have read up on this, but like, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, I wasn't taught this. Like, you're like taught, like even Shia is like, oh, you can't like. Mm-hmm. People have like such issues between Sunni and Shia so getting married. I'm like, who the fuck cares? Like, are it's you kidding so me? So silly. Oh my god! And the 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 years of like war and fighting I between know. them. I'm like, this is insane. But my question <laughs> was, I think one of the reasons also prayer was kind of like confusing to me is because like I don't really personally the way I interpret the Quran in the religion i don't believe that the hijab um Mm. for me is like it's a must for me it's like Mm -hmm. the way i've interpreted it's like something you don't necessarily it's not uh an yeah it's not a must like anyway doesn't matter i know there's a lot of controversy around it like the way people like read into it and if you go back to the original verse like people have different interpretations of that so in any case but in prayer like at least in traditional muslim prayer you have to wear the headdress and like right. the thing so in sufism if you're praying do you also have to wear the headdress i think that's a great question people do at the mosque but i'm always asking if we need to yeah I <laughs> and i actually it. I don't have know. it here in my drawer. i actually like, when i pray i don't even wear it because i'm always like isn't the point i thought we were always taught in the secular whatever secular the non-sufi spots that it's to like not let men look at you or something you know like not but distract them is it separate because like mosques they're separated um by exactly. rooms or by a curtain of like men and women so that the men aren't like staring at the women is it the same way in sufi our in schools? our school we do sit separately but nobody wears a hijab but only during prayer and i'm not clear on right? why all that's so interesting to me it's interesting but we talk about the word veil in the quran and what's interesting is we say that um we think the Quran is like very metaphorical and not like a physical like do this and right, do right, that. Right. And we think veil is like a literal figurative veil where we go yeah. through our daily lives and we wear this veil of modesty or like no. we a veil of reality where we think oh. like this is all that we do. But Sufism says we remove the veil to 
uncover like some kind of reality of. But the what religion. about the interpretation of wearing the veil? It, we don't I'm interpret saying. it as like wearing, wearing at all. Veil. We because just interpret it as like a metaphorical. If you look at like some translations, and I, I'm sure you know people would disagree. It's like it's more. Uh, it says something of like covering your bosoms but people hmm. interpret that as like yeah. a veil that also covers your bosom yeah. or something hmm. whereas just like um just modest dress so <laughs> i think so it's time nice. to play a little well we we've got some we've got some interesting listener questions um, yes we do since listen sufism i i've heard too is also like compared to other religions across the spectrum even outside of Islam, it's like very focused on love and like the feeling yeah. of love, mm. um, which is what I've heard from the outside. Obviously, yes. uh, does it also preach in the same way that you have to like, or do your parents even like expect you to marry someone who's also Muslim? Oh no, no, they don't care at all. Yeah, and Sufism, you can't. Uh, Sufism. Well, Sufism is like I keep the idea Sufism. is because in Arabic both, I say Sufi. Right? Yeah, I'm like mm. it's confusing. Okay. Um, no, I think so, the whole idea, at least with our school, is like let go of all the cultural stuff. So the idea ah. of like you have to marry a certain person or have to do a certain thing is not. But isn't that more religious? Or at least in Islam. Or, of know. marrying within Muslim. Yeah, there's yeah, like the whole thing like in the Quran. Like women can't marry like within. We don't really. I we don't really like. like no subscribe. one emphasizes that. Yeah, Interesting. Listen, they're really chill. <laughs> they're chill Muslims. <laughs> Your um, mom wants you to marry Muslim, I assume. Oh, yeah. Oh. Not just Muslim, like Palestinian. Palestinian from like, she named like five uh, neighboring towns <laughs> that I was allowed to choose from. Luckily, I found someone and gave to someone who is from one of those neighboring towns, well, which is insane. Alhamdulillah. She'll hear a lot of at our wedding. Um, so speaking of love, mm-hmm. let's get to, we have a really interesting listener question. And thank you. We actually saved it for you. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I thought this was really interesting that we should um, answer together. Please. Um, and guys, please continue to write in. So this segment uh, is called 50 Shades, Shades of Brown. Brown. Oh, a little yeah. love segment. All right. So, okay. I have a legit question and it's making me feel some type of way. I've always been freaked that my parents are third cousins and couldn't help but raise my eyebrows when I see first or second cousins dating or getting married. However, do you see where this is going? I reconnected what they said in parentheses. I rec- reconnected with a group of friends, some of whom I realized are my second cousins. Oh my god, it's like me and you, Layla, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have fifty-six second cousins Whoa. on my maternal grandmother's side alone. I don't know them all, and well. Okay. I genuinely have a thing for one of my second cousins. I will Mm. die before I tell any of my white friends, but is this still chill among us brown folk? (laughs) Needless to say, our very dead, very mutual great-grandfather would be thrilled by this news, but it's not 70 years ago, and we're not in the village anymore. You feel me? I feel Wow. So first of all, I think with our people, it is still very, very chill. Yeah. yeah, it's like, very chill. Like I, I know many members of our people, yeah, yeah, who same. are who mm-hmm. were born in the U.S. who are married yeah. to Even, their first cousins. Yeah, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Um, would I do it personally? No. Also, all same. my first cousins are old and ugly, so I didn't really have to. <laughs> I, the only reason I wouldn't do it is because of like the the medical risk, right? Because mm. listen, I have so many medical problems. I'm such a hmm. weak like product of poor, poor evolution. Um, and that that is when I think of it of it being gross or think of it being like risky. That's the that's only the way only in factor. which I right. think about it. 
What do you think, Roxanne? Would you, A, like, marry your cousin? Okay. Absolutely not. I'll just put it out there. (laughs) No for me. So, Roxanne's cousins, uh, back off. I'm sorry. Sorry. What would you you guys do, though, if you met, like, like at there, what if you found out that Nasser was, like, a second second cousin, not a first cousin? Or Roxanne, if uh, Sabi... Yeah. What if you found out he well, was? That'd be cat. weird. He's Pakistan. Yeah, that yeah. would be crazy. Would be More questions would come. Um, well, okay. I think it's different. I guess it makes a difference at what point you started having a thing for them. True. Well, when you knew that they were your at cousin. At this point, Perthier, like at this point. At this point, I'm like, fuck it. You know? <laughs> yeah. But day one, day two. Yeah, that's that's uh, really good. I might kind of distance myself a little bit. Yeah. But what do you do? It's totally chill among us brown folk. And I but totally I understand. But I just realized it's not just brown folk. The Kennedys, the Roosevelt's, powerful families hmm. in America Alabamians. Oh, oh, right. That's another, another, another thing. And then the, the queen and her house have been there like cousins. Oh, the queen. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, heard so, of her. <laughs> nope. No queen. Nope. You. you heard it here. We both have a herd. Heard it. Heard. I, th- I say like you do you and I do respect my cousins in Iran who do their thing. Right. I personally wouldn't, but it doesn't. And it's gross to me in my, if my cousin. Because it feels, it depends on how you were raised too. Because she's yeah, saying like yeah. they were very distant. They weren't raised together. If True. I were raised with my cousin, I'd see them as a, a sibling or, yeah. or, yeah. And then, but if you've never seen them, you met them, they're just another person. Mm. Um, and then you're like, oh, we're second cousins. Uh, we have so much in common. Um, it doesn't bother me. I'll be honest. Like, yeah. you do Like, it you. doesn't. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it I wouldn't don't. bother me as, like, a brown person. If you told me that, I'd be like, yeah. Because we know but people I, like that. Yeah, it's not we like know plenty. Concept. I have cousins exactly. like that. Yeah. I totally understand. Um, I probably, like, if it were me, and also, I wonder how this, I, I assume you're both in, in the U.S., and right. I wonder how he feels. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, like, you don't, yeah, you would need to find out what they feel like because it'd be weird if you were like oh i like you and they're like ew like that's disgusting (laughs) like you need them to be on the same page with you about it um but i totally understand like not wanting to tell your white friends either yeah i wouldn't tell my i wouldn't tell them no like i don't i i don't tell my white friends anything about that unless it's like a really really heavy-handed joke and then i know that they just think it's not real and i'm oh my god i do that too i do that too like oh they think i'm kidding yeah i'm like internally laughing but i will say externally laughing internally crying in general though to answer the question like listen if you have any reservations especially like ones like this that could be like whatever it could affect your life maybe if you have really judgmental white friends Mm. um i recently watched the stand-up special that was really depressing it was Mm. one of those which one i forget who the comedian was i'll look him up okay um but the the special was called jigsaw and it was about basically oh. his thesis is like or not his thesis, but one of his theses yeah. is that, listen, there are so many people in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you think there's like if you're going through a bad breakup and you're like, oh, this is like the only person for me. It's like, mm, right. Yeah. There's like literally eight billion other That's people. True. That's so true. Like whenever you fall in love or like something, I don't know what to what extent these feelings are. Um, I mean, if it. I don't know. There are plenty of people out there who are also not your cousins that yeah, you could exactly. marry. But if you love, the, if you truly are like feel strongly about this person, like hey, you know, fuck everybody else. Just make sure you don't have like the same, I guess, just genetic get tested. Which anyway, we, like all Mediterranean and like Middle Eastern people are supposed to get tested before they have children anyway because we have so many genetic diseases. 
I don't know oh. if you guys know this. But I didn't should. know that. Oh, yeah. you should if you, Before you have children, you should get blood tested. Um, hmm. And I think doctors for our people make them. Like, I know in Iran, there's one that's compulsory for a, a trait that I have. Um, but anyway, it's a thing. You get tested. So it's like, listen, just get tested beforehand. Make sure yeah. you don't have recessive genes. But it and happens. just don't tell your white friends. Let, yeah. <laughs> Fuck your white friends. Honestly. If it's only for them, don't do it. Like, if yeah, that's exactly. what's all that's exactly. stopping But if you? your cousin's cool with it, your family, I'm sure, would be thrilled. They really want someone in family. our town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah forget neighboring town. You're like neighboring <laughs> aunt. I don't know. I don't know, neighboring genetic code. Yeah, neighboring genetic code. Thank you for writing in, and please keep us posted. Yeah. We yeah. would love to hear back. Um, let us, us know. to the wedding. Let us know how it works. The yeah. weddings. Yeah, the yeah. many weddings. Ooh, Iran- are Iranian weddings also, like, crazy? No, no. no. Not, multiple, are they not multiple we're, days. We're not really multiple days. No. It's like henna. Uh, well, there's, like, you guys do henna, henna too? Yeah. yeah. I think, no. I feel like every culture does henna. We do yeah. not. You don't oh, really? do henna. No. Oh. Wow, we like the design. Way to make a claim. Well, it's here. a night. It's a party ah. before the wedding for, the wi- for women. For right? women, yeah. And it's called a henna, and you do the henna there. Oh, okay, that was confusing. That, for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is both. Yeah, yeah. You actually do like the. That the, sounds so nice. Yeah. I wish we did. We do not. And we wear like the traditional Palestinian thob, which is like the embroidery and stuff. Mm. So it's interesting. So our. Or I guess it also depends where you are. Like, what are Iranian weddings like in Iran versus here? I don't know how they are here. Oh, you've only been to Iranian? I've been to one Iranian wedding, so I'm not even really an expert. But it's just pretty regular. Not like walking down the aisle. I'm pretty sure it's a side. It's a party, like a reception almost. sit under the, 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 yeah. What is the carpet? The, the tarp. Tarp. <laughs> yeah. So you sit under a tarp. Pretty tarp. On. And they take the Quran over it. And they like read it. And then they read the Quran under it. And then you do little like. You put things in each other's mouths. And then the, we have a sofre. So like a. It's like a tablecloth. Table, yeah. And there's symbolic objects on. Yeah. We yeah, love yeah. that. Yeah. I heard about that. this. You guys do That's that on so the New beautiful. Year's New Year's we, we don't yeah. do that. And I love because Mehdi was saying his sister was like, we have to do this. That's so be- Yeah. So she I did. did it. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's lovely. It is like a nice and it's simple. You just bring some objects and you just lay it out. And I, I really like the symbolism of Me too, Iranian yeah. culture. They love Me too. That. They love that stuff. Can we be Iranian? Oh. I mean, we could. I could pass I would do it for the eyebrows and the cheekbones. I mean. Are you kidding? Hello, my nose. Yeah, I know. Every, all, no one know. Every yeah, no one's gonna know. Will know. Really, I, truly. Will know. Oh my god. Who will I know? lost my train of thought because I'm hearing all of our voices. Really oh, loud. they're all in your head. Yeah, You're yeah. the only one wearing our <laughs> We should all do it. Um, You're all Iranian anyway. today. We're all Iranian. We're all Iranian we, uh, oh. today. <laughs> do you, well, I was gonna say now that. You did the accent. I was thinking about oh, your comedy. Do you like? What do you talk about in your comedy? I, I know you like started doing yeah. a little bit of stand up and sketch and things like that. But in terms Wait, of like, how did you? Did we touch on this already? How did you get into comedy? Yeah, we oh, talked about that. Oh my god! From bi- like, I don't even know what you. Yeah, studied. I don't know either. I studied biochemistry. Okay, yeah. Like, how do you <laughs> wow, biochemistry. Die hard. Like I. So I was a theater kid, and then in college, I graduated my undergrad in less in two and a half years. Dang. What? I was like, orgo one, Masha orgo two. Yeah, I was like doing summer classes. <laughs> wow. I know. Orgo, you did all of them. I, ha- I was a chemistry you to, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, I take that, too. I stopped the so. theater stuff, because I was like, I need to be serious. You I was like doing 19. theater in college? Oh, I know, I stopped. I did it in high school. In high school, okay. But I was really sick of the racism in the theater. Even in high school theater... 
Yeah. Shit's pretty racist. Of course. Yeah. It's so discouraging. Where did you go to high school? In, like, the D.C. area. Okay. At Langley High School. So it is literally next to the CIA. What? Yeah, I was going to say, Langley? right next to the CIA. Yeah. It's very white. Where'd you go to college? University of Florida. Oh, my God. Weren't, weren't we just talking about Yeah, this? someone had something about there. University of Florida. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. And, yeah, I was like, I need to get into med school and, like, whatever. And I actually, I love patient care. I'm like, it's just such an enjoyable part yeah. of um, medicine to, like, interact. Especially, I loved pediatrics. I volunteered in pediatrics. I did research. That was miserable. Yeah, research sure, is know. miserable. Miserable. And it, it also attracts the weirdest people. Weird people. on oh, they, weird. They Which makes interact. sense because, they yeah, they yeah. can't talk with talk to other people. They can't so be around other people. Bad. It's a very weird place. But in any case, so you're and in college. And I was super into it. And then I applied to med school and I didn't get in. And I was like super sad about it. Did you apply to a bunch of med schools? I applied to 25 med schools. What? Why? And then when I got to Columbia, I told my professors and they were like, your scores look good. Your grades are fine. I cannot understand why you didn't get in. So I'm like, I think Allah was looking out for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. He had yeah. a master plan. <laughs> God's so plan. So it's, it's true. Like there's like, like we were saying before, like sometimes it's just not merit based, even when it's. Oh, know, like medicine. no, no. Yeah. And I knew this for a fact because I have a rich Persian aunt mm-hmm. who. Um, <laughs> who doesn't? Who what Iranian doesn't? Yeah. Persian she all decked out in gold. Dude, yes. Why do she's Persians love um, gold so what? much? Yeah. She's like music. What? videos where she music sings videos? in like Persian music. She gets these robes from Iran shipped to her and they're all no, like gold. gold. And she sings and she's like in the mountains and no. shit. And Please send them. I know. Please. <laughs> Can we post them? I Ask don't her. know. But yeah. She, uh, oh yeah. Sure. That's I'm sure she'll want the publicity. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I don't know where I got to. Oh she got approached at a party and she really wanted her son to go to med school. Of course. And he did not want to go at all. But she was trying to force him and she, one of her <laughs> at her rich friend parties someone came up to her and was like Oh yeah, if you want um your son to get in, just like do a half a million donation to GW. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see what happens. And yeah, it's yeah, based yeah. On we'll see what happens. Yeah. And that is literally and I know that's a ton everywhere. of yeah. mediocre white guys from my college, my high school yeah. who got interviews and got into med school and I knew for a fact they weren't they literally up straight upright told me like, not passionate about medicine, I don't care about people, I want to be a surgeon, I want money. And I was always like, I love patients and I yeah. I felt like, like you actually cared so about the profession. Angry. Oh, that's I love so it. depressing. Yeah, I was mad. I was like, yeah. I could have been amazing. Fuck you guys. Yeah. So then when I didn't get in, um, so when I was in Tanzania, I met this, like, South African... What point did you go to Tanzania? Like, after after you graduated this college? This was before I applied to med school. And okay. it was, like, the only reason my parents let me go is because it would help my med school application. Uh, <laughs> of course. And uh, I when I was there, I went to South Africa, and I met some awesome South Africans. And anyway, when I was back to fast forward, when I was rejected from med school, the next week, crazy enough... One of my friends was like, oh, my actor friend is coming in New York. Are you near there? And I was in D.C. And I was like, fuck it. I'm depressed. Let's do this. So I went to New York to meet this guy I did not know. Oh, my God. I know. It's a recipe mm, for disaster. Yeah. What's going to happen? We don't advise yeah. doing this. But. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're alive. And so. his friend was on that show with Priyanka Chopra. What's that show? Uh, Quantico? Oh, Quantico. Oh, okay. She's a beautiful South African woman, and she's yeah. on. She's a major player on Quantico. And so I met her, and I was all starstruck because I was like from DC. Like I didn't know actors like who had TV shows and shit. <laughs> and like I was, I like at the end of the night, I was like sobbing with this guy, and he was like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" And I was like, "I just been so long since I've been with like artists, people, and this is yeah. like yeah. what I wanted my whole life, and I wanted to do med school." And he's just like. Then do both. Like, why don't you just keep trying the medicine thing and yeah. then start going to acting classes and doing what you need to do? And then the next week, I did my first set. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, like, stand up. Yeah, it was my first. What did you talk about? 
of course, like just family stuff. Yeah. It was around the Trumps time. Oh, it was. It was wow. Yeah, like before. It was before okay. he got a like like Bef- okay. when he was getting popular, but it was still a joke. Right. Yeah. Nobody thought it would like, happen. Oh like my god. Two, what two is and wrong with us? Ago? Yes. Like and I was yeah. like, yeah, whatever. And I was just like making jokes about like Muslim Holocausts. <laughs> um <laughs> hilarious. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And, uh, like, how I was, it was really me talking about my fears in a way that was digestible of, like, when I heard about Trump, I was genuinely was scared. Like, yeah, I felt yeah. a fear. And I, I immediately thought about, like, the Anne Franks of the world and all these women that were lost to history because of people like Trump. Yeah. And I was like, I would be that person now. And yeah, of course. Everything became real when his name kind of started in a scary way. So I joke about that. And at my first set, I got laughs. And I was like, that's wow, enough. Yeah. That's a win. It's a win. And then I just kept doing it. And then Where'd I Where'd you do your first set? It's in, a, in, in D.C. Oh, it's like okay. A, yeah, it wasn't in New York. So when did you move to New York? Around passport control when that started. No way. Yeah. Oh, right. I yeah. remember now because you told us you had just moved. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks to my therapist because she's like, you seem lost. And I was like, I am. And then she was like, just try this thing. So I was taking UCB classes from D.C. and driving to New York from D.C. to go to these classes. Oh, my God. Every weekend for really? a month I did that. To, like, That's test amazing. the waters. So how'd you meet Mehdi from UCB? Yeah, the, he posted it on one of these, like, UCB yeah, I Yeah, I got that. That's how we ended up doing passport control. I got it from someone who was at UCB. Sent yeah. It to me. And there was a Muslim wow. meetup around that time, too, because that's when the Muslim ban happened. So I met a lot of, like, I met Sabi there. I met a bunch of other brown people there. That's so cool. Which was cool. And we never had that. So that I was amazing. I didn't know this existed. I know. I was like, we what is this world? It. I felt like I was just, like, floating on my own. Like, Yeah. Oh, it didn't. I mean, literally, yeah, go back two years, a year and a half ago. And none of this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There was no nobody. We didn't have anybody. There was no Aziz. There was no, I mean... Yeah. Even that didn't exist, yeah. and that's not really helping us out that much. Yeah. So I could finally, like, not, I didn't, like, think I would get famous, but I was like, I could see the possibility of maybe one day getting a small gig. So, like, the Why possibility the it became, opened up. It became up. real, yeah. It stopped being, like, a fantasy and was, like, actually a thing you could work toward. Oh, before it wasn't even a fantasy. It was, like, non-existent. <laughs> yeah. It was not something did, that existed. It didn't feel like an option. Yeah. No, because of my high school experiences where I was always yeah. cast as these, like, horrible parts and I knew I could act and I was, like, I knew I'm just getting screwed over because people who um, cast were literally saying to my white friends, like, oh, I knew you'd be, like, Belle the second you walked into our casting office. And I knew, so I was like, oh, I, what's the difference between me and her? Oh, I, that's why I can't get cast for anything. Yeah. Wow. And I knew I could do those parts. I right. knew it. And so then I just ended up doing comedy sketch stuff in high school because that's all people yeah. thought I was worth doing. And then that's kind of the road to comedy. Because with stand-up, you just go up and do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, that's what yeah. I love. It's free. Nobody so casts did you, you. Did you have to take acting classes? No, I was just doing it a lot from when I was, like, in middle and high okay. school. So I was, like, taking classes in high school, not nothing legitimate. I did, uh, I almost got an acting minor when I was at UF, but I did all the classes, and at the end, I, I found out you have to do, like, 700 hours of backstage work. Whoa. What? And she was like, it's fine. It's just 40 hours a week. It's <laughs> a full-time job. I was like, that's crazy. That and, is crazy. But I did all the classes. I oh did the God. acting. I did, like, so I did some of that training. Wow. That's pretty cool. But I didn't get the minor. Hmm. That's fine. Whatever. I guess, you know what I've learned in my adulthood? Is that college degrees do not matter? Not at all. <laughs> except, I mean, except for like doctor, just to have lawyer, it. Just to have you just something. need to have some you just degree. Need to have yeah. something. It's really a shame. And yeah. I will say, like, I've put different because, and it, at the end, my degree just says like liberal arts or something, mm. and I had like three different majors, and I 
and they were all like the names of them changed while mm. I was even in school. So now I just like I'm just gonna pick the one that like sounds the best for this particular audience. I do I'm too. Focus on that. Yeah, I do too. It's just it's such a it sucks that it's such a joke that I'm so deeply in debt for. Oh, but you just need it needs to be checked off. Though. Exactly, it has yeah. to be, or you don't get any opportunities. Yeah, yeah, you've got to, especially if you're a person of color, like you need that. You need to like be 150 percent so that you can yeah apply for the job exactly you, you just have to paid. check all the boxes and other people Plus and people yeah. with more privilege they just have to check the relevant box right oh, yeah but for us it's like you have to do every little thing you An have extra, to have experience yeah. doing every other like tangentially related thing i know and yeah. then by the time you've done all the things that people say you need to do mm-hmm. at least for me the next step, somebody says, well, why did you do so many different things? It's right. like, right? You're, like you're overqualified you're, or you're yeah, like going exactly. all over the and place. Then it's like, you're like, because I had to. Yeah. Well, speaking anyway. of white privilege, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I think um, this would be a good time for our last segment that we call Keeping, Keeping Up, Up with, with the, the Caucasians. Caucasians. How cute is that? So cute. <laughs> We're doing a good job of saying things at In the sync. same time. Yes. Did rehearse? No, but I've failed several times. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> she's, yeah, she hasn't, like, committed to the bit. It's so, true. Like, we got to go full force. Okay. So, this is a game segment where we oh. talk about different topics that uh, are things that white people do and whether oh, no. we, as brown people, also do them. Hmm. So, these are the different categories that you get to choose from. Who wrote, you wrote these? Yeah. yeah. And also, people, please Submit feel... Them. Submit your keeping oh, up with the Caucasian. My friend, my friend did shout out to my friend Nadia. She submitted one. Oh, nice. I did not write it down. Okay. But oh, if no. the ca- if you choose the category, which You'll I will remember, say, I will remember okay. and I'll, I'll say it. All right. So, Roxanne, you get to choose then the category. So, we've got food slash beverage, pop culture slash TV, activities, style and clothes, um, oh, phrases or sayings, miscellaneous miscellaneous Ooh, Ooh. wild card oh my god all right all right how do you feel it's not in your category is it the one is that your i guess it could i was sure actually we were talking i was thinking like what category this would fall under and i have no idea so i can say it and then we can do it retrospect discuss it um it's putting putting the 26.2 sticker on your car no after you run a marathon or even if you haven't run nope. a marathon. Or just running a marathon. Marathon is a running, white. Yeah, is, running a marathon at all. I will pay you to run. Okay, my I mom would know yeah. that people did that that with people the paid. Or what do you mean? You said put a 26. Yeah, you've never seen those? No. Oh, my God. People do that. People put 13.1. No. Sounds like a no from all of us. Yeah. (laughs) No. When we talked about it, I was like, you know what? I think putting any sticker on your car is a pretty white thing. Like, you know, those Hmm. stick figure families. Oh, Oh, no. I would never do that. Yeah. I think I have one with a little one. like hijab oh, yeah, on there. I, I, <laughs> that put, would be I put my my college one on too. Alma mater is important to um, all of us. I just so not. that all the eligible bachelors out there know that I'm educated. educated. Who has this sedan? <laughs> is it you? It's you me. are beautiful. <laughs> Wait, can I go stuff? home? <laughs> with you? Very sensible guy. <laughs> Do you guys think though, really, like Middle Eastern men care whether we're educated or not? If if that's all they're mm, looking no, for, no. I think they do now. Their families care. Yeah, I was gonna say their parents care. They don't. Oh, they want us to be hot. They want us to be educated but also cook and clean for them yeah and also stay at home but also take care of the kids but also go out and be a doctor like mm-hmm. come that's on. true that's true we can't do it all um <laughs> i mean i've never run a marathon uh i think the most i've run i had a goal when i moved here to just run around the central park Aww. loop which is only 6.1 or 2 miles oh wow um i've run six miles just never around the loop mm. um and i stopped running because like 
my knees like started hurting in like high school and I'm like, oh, this hurts. But anyway, I can't imagine running a marathon um, because that just seems kind of unnecessary. <laughs> it's white yeah. to pay to run. And yeah. you pay. That's the crazy thing. And it's really damaging it? on your body. I think yeah. it depends on the race. Some of them are really expensive, though, for sure. Super. Disney has one where they turn off the park at night and you just run all night. You run from like midnight to 7 a.m. Really? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people because um, like in my in my field and nutrition, a lot of my former mm. classmates have run marathons because like a big thing. Um, and it's a big thing to get into the New York marathon. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Ha- I don't know what the application process is for that. Do you guys know? Like, why no. is it so like prestigious? Clearly, this is like a very Caucasian topic because none no of us This is the first one insight. where I think no one. Yeah. I like ha- good. Good question, Nadia. Um, I have not seen those stickers. That seems really obnoxious and braggy. Yeah. Like, ooh, I ran a, I ran a mar- Especially if you ran a half marathon. What the hell are you bragging <laughs> yeah, about? Seriously. You should get, like, half a sticker. It should be, like, four <laughs> at the top. Oh, shit. I've run a, what, a quarter, a third? I can't do math. What's, I mean, I walk 126 out of, of a marathon almost every day. Wow. Yeah. I do walk Where's a lot. Where's my sticker? Everyone in Where's your sticker? I don't know. Shall we do one more? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Another? And we could do a different topic if you like. Different I can category. Them. Or the same category. Yeah. Mm. Was there any cool, anything cool in MISC? In MISC? Um, I don't know if we've done this one. I don't think so because I didn't mark it. But what do you think about emotional support dogs or animals? Mm. Okay, well, let me just be clear. Emotional treatment is white. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Any kind of like therapy. And I know we're my all mom's therapy though. We've already well, done no, therapy. Well, no, no, no. We're millennials and yeah, we need yeah, yeah. Uh my <laughs> mother is just like <laughs> our parents went through some really tough <laughs> They were, were the ones generational yeah. trauma. My mother's exactly. psychiatrist and she literally gets other Iranian patients who are like Your mom's a psychiatrist? She is. She's super Dang. woke. That's y'all. not common that's, yeah, that's amazing common oh that's a whole issue in healthcare right now we don't have enough people of color no. in the profession oh my exactly. god but my mom loves that's it that's so cool i know but she gets these iranians who come and i'm assuming also arabs like muslims yeah. who want to be comfortable with her and yeah. they're like i don't want medication i just want you to tell me what to do to be better yeah. right. and it's like um medication. you're bipolar bitch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be an asshole that'll solve their problems <laughs> i <laughs> I think that must be really hard, though, for your mom. Oh, she's like, uh, yeah. Why would you? That's harder to work with, like, an Arab or Middle Eastern population in general. I think. Oh, oh, it I'm is. Sure, yeah. Because the other thing, and I think about this a lot, especially since we've started talking about, like, the performance thing and creative, pursuing creative, even hobbies, and how it's a little bit taboo in our culture. Because one thing that I've realized as I've gone through life is that People that I know who had a creative outlet, even if they went through trauma, handled it better than people mm-hmm. that I know who also went through trauma but had no creative outlet mm-hmm. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No yeah. hobbies, no nothing. Yeah. And I, so I think there is something very therapeutic Absolutely. about the creative arts. Yes. And because in our culture, like you, you're not really encouraged to do that. We're not mm-hmm. really encouraged to do sports that much either. Not at all. That's, that's not a thing. True. Yeah, Especially women in sports. Oh, no yeah. That's way. non-existent. Seriously, non-existent. And... Yeah, we're, and then obviously we're not encouraged to go to therapy or seek mental health, not but not only are we not encouraged to do those things, we have no outlet to get like any sort of anguish or stress out. Um, and I think that's really, I think mm. it's like an underexplored topic that the I really wish people what, would talk about. That is very interesting. We should definitely talk about that. Maybe we should have like uh, another psychiatrist or someone of mental yeah. health. Well, we didn't really talk about how there's a psychologist, you know, but we, we didn't really talk about Maybe we should have it. her on again and have a and special. Just, yeah. Like oh, where we nice. ask, like, we, oh. We, we have Amar on. She's a psychologist. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Great, 
good person to have. We can have a panel. And she she Middle actually Eastern deals mental health panel. She deals in trauma too, so it's mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, what I want to say about emotional support <laughs> dogs is like I don't think like okay, it's different than having like obviously like a, what do they call like the the seeing eye dogs whatever like, that's yeah. different mm-hmm. that's uh, that's a real thing that's a real yeah. thing. I'm saying like I know a lot of people also who are like fake like. Um, emotional support animals so they could fly with them yeah, for free yeah. and stuff. I know so that's a big thing. That too. That's mm-hmm. a big thing. Um, which I guess, like, good on you for fucking over the airlines because, like, I don't give We're a fine. shit. Yeah. With that, yeah. yeah. I've started to see, since that became a thing, I've started to see, like, signs in restaurants or, like, in on, like, leases when I've looked for an apartment that say, Service animals okay. Emotional support. service. I can never. Emotional yeah, service support animal. animals not really? okay. Yeah, like Whoa. people are now making the distinction wow. because they know it's so a lot easy of, to get. A lot of people yeah. fake it, and any therapist will write you a note. Um, what I was gonna say is, dogs actually give me anxiety, so <laughs> I would never you know actually. What's use so it. funny is that today one of my friends who has been covering the war in Syria asked for like she put out like on social media like, hey, I'm I'm having like. I don't know, PTSD flashbacks mm. and I'm I don't know how to deal with it this time around. If you have any tips, please send them my way. And I was like, all I can think of is really generic stuff that I'm sure every other person said. But then I also thought animals really make me happy. And like when I've been stressed, animals. Well, you have a pet snake, which I don't, I don't see how that is emotionally supportive. <laughs> Honestly, That's terrifying. Listen, when I see my pet snake like run around her little cage. Do we find her name? She can't run, no. but okay. Yeah. She's <laughs> run around. Okay. Slither she's around. Sli- she snake uh, runs. Okay. Uh, she's but I'm like, I'm, I get like so proud. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm but so proud of you so for creepy. like slithering around. It's weird. She's not. She's not creepy. She's pink. What? Yeah. She's like a millennial. I would say pink snake. I would say more pale. No. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm I've out seen the pictures. They're on Instagram. If you guys don't know that's what we're talking true. about, go check out our Instagram. <laughs> They're on. We our called Instagram. her Pinky, but I don't know if that's what's her no. name. I haven't thought it's of it. It's gonna be name. Pinky I'm for now. Of George. 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 The pink snake that seems appropriate do you like animals do you like dogs yeah i do i do i like them so much yeah i think it's because i wasn't raised with them oh i wasn't i wasn't raised with them either and that's why that's interesting i think you got such a treat like two of my brothers love dogs and one of them hates it oh it's tan though she's not she's pink guys in in different photos she's more pink okay like that's out of natural it's just kind of creepy to have something slither like also when i feel like like uh, any like pet any kind of animal like a dog or a cat like feeling their like organs like inside whoa that's what i like i'm like it oh, freaks me i don't know about if i like when you feel about them, the organs it creeps me out having something move around in them i'm like Ugh. It, this is so specific i don't think about their organs at all a pregnant belly no oh. that would probably freak you out yeah of a woman or a animal? whatever oh, i mean either. i meant i meant of but a woman ah I don't think I have, and if I have, it definitely wasn't at a time where they like moved around mm, the like, child. The child. You just went up to a woman who announces one week pregnant, <laughs> and I was like, uh, "Can I touch oh, the uterus?" I'm sorry, you were just overweight. Oh my god, I'm I can so feel sorry. No, that's so, I oh my god. Well, this is totally off topic, but I think that's it for keeping up with the Caucasians. But what I want to say is like sometimes on the train i'm like i don't know whether i should get up if this person is pregnant right or if they're just like overweight or have a belly and it's like the most awkward thing because you're like i'm either gonna be an asshole or gonna be an asshole even with older people i can't tell what the age cutoff is and i don't want to be rude especially with women or make them you know i i know exactly and i've started this happens like i am so awkward around old people because Hmm. i just i think it's because i was i my family like yours roxanne didn't besides my parents nobody was in the 
States. So mm-hmm. I never was around my grandparents that much. I never was around old old people that much or teeny tiny babies either. Like mm-hmm. either end of the spectrum, that wasn't me and my yeah. brother who's close in my age and parent age. I wasn't around them. So I don't know how to act around old people. And when they stumble or forget stuff, I feel so sad that I'm oh. like, oh, my God, I feel so I, bad for old them. Men in particular, old people love me. I mean, really? yeah, because when I worked in the hospital, I worked a- around a lot of old people, and like there would be a lot of like cute old people, and and like some like I don't know, aging in general, like it kind of freaks me out a little yeah. bit. And when you see older people, it just yeah. reminds you of your own like mortality. mortality and stuff. But at the same time, you're like they're so wise and they know so much and they've been mm. through so much, and it's like there's something comforting. Oh, in it. I, I yeah, but like, I didn't grow up really with grandparents, so yeah, I, I just mm. I. I like honestly, old like I, I'm speechless right now because I don't know what to even I'm do. Gonna when take I'm thinking you to about ner- old people. I'm gonna take you to nursing home. But the way, oh my god, <laughs> the way that I, um, in terms of giving up your seat on the subway. Oh yeah. My cutoffs lately have always been hmm. if they're super 35. old. Thirty five. No, it's, <laughs> it's actually twenty nine. And hot. Um, man if they're like visibly old then i'll always get up if they're visibly injured obviously i'll get up if they're visibly pregnant like it's not a question whether they're like just carry their fat in a certain way but it's like embarrassing for them no for a pregnant person i don't think it's no for a non-embarrassed non-pregnant person if you're an old person no someone who's who just has like a belly that's my question that's what i'm saying like like well, do you can you, you err on the side of getting up even if they're no, no. I'm saying if I know that they're pregnant. Oh, I see. So like, if it's not, what if you're like not positive? That like, doesn't happen to me. That oh often. my god, it's I happened it, three times in a row, like on what? the subway, and I'm like, because pregnant oh bellies god. are like super so round. Yeah, pregnant. I know, but this person, like, sometimes mm-hmm. the way the clothes are, like the way it's not as defined. I, She's yes. saying like eight months pregnant. I'm saying oh, like, like okay, if you don't not know, like, but like, the, uh, <laughs> more importantly than that, <laughs> a week. I feel the two cells. They're twenty-seven weeks. More importantly than that, if there are men sitting around me and they don't get up, then I don't get up because in my head, they should get up. Men should get up before any men should get up for women in general. I said it, okay? I said it. Like when men don't give up their seat for me, I'm like, I'm a lady. Yeah, you should be. (laughs) But also, I'm a feminist, and no, on this issue, I'm just a lady. I don't. I just don't want to stand, and I I hate standing with a passion. Um, but yeah, like it, it. If the men around me aren't getting up, then I'm like, okay, even if I'm, even if the person is pregnant and I just can't tell and I'm making the wrong decision, I'm like lower on the mm-hmm. wrong totem mm-hmm. pole because the man should get up for any true. woman anyway. True, true. Mm. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. It's my catchphrase. <laughs> you heard it here first. Some playful sexism. Like <laughs> <laughs> the name of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. No. Um, well, Roxanne, where can we find your work and keep up with your uh, medical stuff? Ooh, you can uh, do that tongue stuff. thing. Do Iranians do that? Also, yeah, they do. Can you stuff? do it for real? Is, there's a way. To yeah, do there's it? a way to oh, do it. Like, no, it's like something that I can fake it's the like, sound, but it's yeah. like the back of. It's like, like you don't move, you don't really move your tongue. It's like in the. Oh, back then I don't know yeah. the way. I, I just know, know they do it yeah. at like fun things. They that it's celebratory in nature. Where can we find your work? Okay, just there's just at Indian or Mexican. Oh yeah, what? Okay, <laughs> is I, that your handle? Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, well, now that we talked about it, that's such a good handle. It's because which one am I? And then some people DM me. So is it Indian? No. And I'm like, oh my god, twist. Neither. Neither. It's a trick question. Neither. 
Well, that's amazing. How many people also don't know that uh, Persian means Iranian? It's a very confusing That's concept. on purpose, yeah. I feel, for a lot of people will say they're Persian so that they don't Sexier. associate themselves with Iran. Yeah. It's a, it's a purposeful move. Monster Bonnie talks a lot about it. Oh, that's true. He yeah, in his stand-up. Um, I love Monster Bonnie. It's hard for white people to understand the concept. Yeah. I'm like, well, we're both. Right. Like saying Arab and Palestinian or something. No. I don't know. Because, Not really, though. Yeah. Well, I think it's more like saying, like, hmm. it's more like distinguishing, like, Iran is a country and yeah. Persian is maybe an ethnicity if the you want to, like, yeah. split hairs. Yeah. Right? Um, so you don't want to be associated with the country, the country, right. but you do want to be associated with the history and the, the, but I'm saying if I'm Arab, I'm associating but myself with like, I guess that's not a, no, because Arab covers like many different countries. Right. That's true. But we're not Arab. So yeah. What? I yeah. Know. Twist what? guys. Persians are not Arabs. <laughs> I know. People don't it's know that very either. confusing too. For yeah. People. But you are Middle Eastern. You yes. are Middle Eastern. Not a box to check usually mm-hmm. on the, cause some people will put just Arab. Like some, and they think it's Middle East, all the Middle yeah. East. Is oh, Arab. yeah. Well, sometimes, I mean, most of the time, there's no Arab box. Most so of the time. So I usually I've say, never seen an Arab box. On census stuff, there's not. On, on more woke stuff. On my, my college never, sites? Honestly, there are I've now. never yeah, on my col- oh. In my college, there was. There was Arab and Middle Eastern, and it was one thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, like, a few other. Now, when I do job applications, there's an Arab or Middle Eastern sometimes. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So follow Roxanne yeah. at Indian or Mexican. Mm-hmm. Follow us and us your brown dating no questions yeah we're at no flyless pod yeah. and send us an email if you want no pod at gmail.com send us your keeping up with the caucasian moments and please rate and review us i posted on and subscribe i posted on instagram how you guys can rate us just scroll to the, i know because i was like <laughs> i pe- saw that and because I people like, go i don't know how to do it i'm like well now I you guess do that's fair yeah now Actually, you don't have any excuse. it's just at the bottom of the episode just scroll yeah. all the way to the bottom just click the five stars if you don't feel like writing a review that's fine just click the five stars it'll take two seconds we appreciate we appreciate Everything. your we feedback. Appreciate we appreciate. We appreciate. We hear at the No Fly List Pod. Appreciate your <laughs> feedback. Um, Look out for our next live show. Oh yeah, December first at December Magnet 1st. Theater in Manhattan. Heard of it? Heard of it? No, I'm taking your catchphrase. Uh, we'll be posting about that. Yeah. Um, thank you guys. Thanks, yeah, thank Roxanne. You. Thank you. Roxanne. Woo.